Yeah, it's uh, an honor and a privilege to be here with you on uh, this beautiful Sunday. Uh, I live in Carberry. As I drove from Carberry, it just uh, uh, harvest season is such a beautiful time, and uh, you can't help but feel that we live in the Garden of Eden all around us with the beauty of God's creation. And uh, so I, I'm I'm just very appreciative of the chance to be able to come and share with you. And I, I thank you as a church too. Uh, for being a global church partner of the Gideon Sherwood Global. Uh, Your support is greatly appreciated. And, uh, you know, I share a little story. Uh, There were two gentlemen on a tandem bicycle, and uh, they were going along a flat surface, and everything was going good. But they came to a big hill, and they started to go up the hill. And the gentleman in the front, it was just, it was a struggle and he didn't think he could make it. It was getting harder and harder. And he was just about to give up, but he made it to the top. And he stopped pedaling, and the tandem bike came to a stop. And he looked back at his buddy, and he said, boy, that was one hill. I didn't think we'd make it. I'm exhausted. And he noticed his buddy wasn't sweating at all, didn't look tired at all. And his buddy said to him, he said, yeah, I was afraid we were going to slide backwards, so I kept my foot in the brakes. And uh, that's not how you work together. That's not how you work together. And uh, one thing I know Gideons have learned over the years is that Christianity, the Christian mission, is most effective when we work together and in partnership and as a team. And... um, That's why I I thank you for your support as a global church partner of your financial support to the ministry. And, um, you know, I think uh, in Brandon, uh, we're learning to work more cooperatively with groups. I I think the most recent endeavor we've had was with Christian Heritage School. And uh, I talked to the principal, and I just mentioned we had this new Spark magazine. And to make a long story short, we gave Christian Heritage School 100 Spark magazines, and uh, they had somebody come in and do a seminar on street evangelism, and the senior students of Christian Heritage went out into downtown Brandon and did some personal witnessing while handing out Spark magazines in Brandon. And, And that's the idea that Gideons are trying to embrace, the idea of sponsorship. And when I was last year, I talked a bit about the Gideon Go Trip to Kenya that I was on. And I talked to you about how uh, we had a group of 24 uh, people go over to Kenya, the largest go trip uh, the Gideons have ever had. And um, we went over there to do street ministry and to do school distributions, to distribute scriptures wherever we could. Uh, But we partnered with churches there so that we knew when we left Kenya, the work wouldn't end the local church would come up and do the follow-up with the people that we contacted. Uh, Partnerships work. And uh, I'd just like to share uh, a video uh, of a ministry that's going on in Nicaragua. The ministry started uh, with this video, but it has since grown. The follow-up to the video that you're going to see is that the Nicaragua government contacted Sherwood Global, the Gideons, and asked them to come back because they see what the Bible can do in the lives of its citizens. 
and they want the citizens of Nicaragua to get the Bible because it will make better citizens. So the government of Nicaragua, and if you know anything about the history of Nicaragua, uh, that's a miracle, has asked the Gideons to come back once we get this COVID thing under control. And we have open doors to all the government offices, to the schools, to the prisons, to the military. Literally, we have open doors to go to Nicaragua and distribute Bibles, partnering with the local church. And uh, here is a, a, a preview of what I've just talked about. lady from here that work in the municipality wrote a letter to us asking for help, asking for Bibles. La carta que hice fue en petición de, de todo el municipio, porque en todo el municipio casi no tenemos Biblia. Hay muchas almas perdidas en esta zona. La, la zona mezquita es una zona como aislado, abandonado, pero Dios sí tiene un plan, un propósito. Por eso estoy agradecido que ustedes vinieron de largo, porque para Dios hay algo importante en esta zona. They have been through a lot. They have been marginalized. They have been forgotten in many ways. Working on the street, we see many people drunk. We see many people doing nothing here. They have a high rate of violence in the homes. So we need to come here with the Bibles. We need to help the pastors that are doing a nice work here. And we need to be a part of what they are doing. In response to their cry for help, we brought what we could quickly gather up, scripture magazines, filled from cover to cover with the hope of God's word. La fuente de Dios es muy importante. Nuestras comunidades debe ser eh, debe entender que la verdad os hará libre. Tener la revista Esperanza como la revista Chispa y los demás materiales que ustedes distribuyen para nosotros realmente son de gran bendición y de eh, mucho apoyo ministerial. We come all this way to see if the letter of invitation was sincere, and the more we saw and heard, the more we realized it really was. The surprise for us was that we. Uh think that was only one community that was waiting for us and now we find that it's 120 communities here that are waiting for our help. So the first step that we do is to do some research. 
So we come as we are doing right now and we ask questions to find out how we can serve. Then we come a second time to bring training and resources and then we come a third time in a period of maybe two, three years, bringing groups to help that church to ignite towards evangelism and discipleship. It seems that God is behind everything. We never made any efforts trying to reach the Nicaraguan government and try to do some kind of partnership with them. It came from them. What we really do know is that we don't want to miss this opportunity. The doors are open now. We don't know how long they will be open. And for as long as they are open, we want to run with his scriptures to every single Nicaraguan, every single Mosquito people. That's why we need your help. There's no better gift that we could ever offer to someone than God's word. So that video, it started with a municipal politician approaching Sherwood Global, the Gideons, and asking if to the Mosquito people if they could come and provide scriptures. And now it's grown where the government of Nicaragua has approached the Gideons about coming back and having open doors uh, throughout that nation. Uh, really quite miraculous and very, very exciting. You know, Gideon's is changing. Uh, we live in a changing world, and Gideon's is having to change. And um, schools are closing, as you know. Uh, institutions are closing. Some hotels are refusing to take Bibles. And uh, we, we have had to adapt. And uh, how we've been trying to adapt is with our go trips, uh, focusing on evangelism. Uh, focusing on taking the word of God and evangelizing. And when the Gideons have really been working to encourage personal evangelism, that we go out as individuals. And Dr. Derek Mueller uh, uh, has developed a program and is based around the grid. You and I live in a grid, and our grid is all around us. Right now, you are in a grid. And the people beside you are your neighbors. When you go out into the community, you're in a grid. And the people you encounter are your are, are neighbors. And uh, we've uh, developed an, a mission statement. And it says very simply, we ignite and fuel a passion in people's hearts to share the gospel. Training and equipping them as a community of believers to effectively introduce people to Jesus through God's word. And that is the thrust of the Gideon ministry now. And we have just gone through a process where we've adopted a new name. Uh, we are not allowed to use Gideons internationally. And that is where we took upon ourselves the name ShareWord Global. Uh, the Bibles that we distribute internationally are under the ShareWord Global global logo. And, and now, uh, Canadian Gideons are going to be known as ShareWord Global, the Gideons. And um, so 
that, that is a change that has come. Uh, we still will be known as Gideons, but we will be known as Sherwood Global too. Now, the grid model allows us to identify and to see the people we are connected and associated with. It allows us to organize our thoughts and put context to our interactions. The grid is a lifestyle philosophy of evangelism that affects our heart, head, and hands. It believes that evangelism occurs when we intentionally share Jesus with others in the ordinary routines and habits of life. What that is basically saying, that as we go through our grid, you and I are to be walking Bibles. As we are walking Bibles, we're to evangelize. And uh, we're to encounter people. And as we encounter people, we're to do it with God in our minds. How can we reach these people for Jesus? How can we be a blessing to them? How can we touch their lives for Jesus? And, uh, you know, one of the best ways to do that is to get outside of ourselves and to ask people, what is your story? Can you tell me your story? It's to establish a relationship with a person, a relationship of trust. And we're very much now looking to partner with churches to evangelize. And we've put together a training program where uh, the Gideons now will come in and partner with churches and have a training session on evangelism and then go out into the streets and witness and evangelize using the tools that the Gideons have. And we have some tremendous tools. You know, we have the Book of John's. We have the Hope Magazine, which is the magazine we use the most in our international ministry. And the Hope Magazines are made up to reflect the culture of the country that we're in. And we found that to be a very effective tool uh, uh, that we can use when we minister to people, when we share our faith. Uh, we've had tremendous success. It's uh, based on the Psalms, uh, the Book of John, and then you have a really good committal page in the back that gives you the steps to salvation. And it's so handy to be able to share with the person. And when they have an interest, you're able to walk them through. And then there's the sinner's prayer at the end that we can pray with that person and they can sign that thing of committal. So there are tremendous tools that we can use for street evangelism. But if we're to do street evangelism, we need to have authentic qualities. The qualities needed for authentic evangelism. Can you get the next slide? Firstly, as we go out to minister, we need to have awareness. We need to be aware. And that's the ability to see and have a burden for those in need. And with awareness, we have to have compassion. We have to be able to consider the feelings of others, to share kindness, mercy, 
and benevolence with others. We have to have the gift of empathy. And we all know that that cannot be done in our own strength. That is a gift from God. We have to have prayer. We have to be engaged with God for others. Empathy comes from God. It is not a human quality. It is a spiritual quality. We have to have courage. We saw in that video the children's story, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had courage. They stood their ground. They stood for their faith. We have to trust God in all circumstances and seek him for our strength. Our strength comes from God. We have to have the gift of giving. We have to actively serve others through our time, money, and emotional energy. Next slide. There's the gift of engagement. We have to find commonality with those in, the, our, in, their da- in our daily routines, and we have to connect with them. And that's where I mentioned about when we engage with a person, we have to think outside of ourselves. We have to think of what is their story. We have to try to understand, because when we understand, then it's easier to accept. Authentic evangelism requires conversation. As we talk, we have to move from small talk to personal conversations, and then from religious talks to intentional spiritual conversations. How is your soul? Do you know the Lord? How is your walk with God? What is your story? Vulnerability. We have to be generous with ourselves and our stories. We have to be willing to open up our experience. What is our testimony? How can my testimony help you? What has God done in my life? What can he do for you? For authentic evangelism, it has to be scripture-centered. Centered. We have to be servants committed to growing in the word. Uh, Christianity just doesn't happen like that. The mustard seed has to grow. It has to be nurtured. It's a never-ending process. And when we stop feeding that mustard seed, it'll shrivel up and die. We need to study God's word. And then we have to have celebration. We have to rejoice with those who come to Jesus. Now, to do those things, we we need one essential quality, and I talked about that. It's the quality of empathy. It's the quality of compassion. It's love. The first and great commandment. Love God with all our hearts, minds, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. And I'd just like to share 
six verses that talk about authentic love. Uh, John 13, verse 34. We're to love one another as Christ loves. Galatians 5, verse 13. To serve one another in love. Ephesians 4, verse 32. To forgive each other. Galatians 6, verse 2. We're to carry one another's burdens. James 5, verse 16, we're to pray for each other. And 1 Peter 4, 10 says, we're to use whatever gifts we have to serve and reach out to others. That is authentic love, and that is what God asks us to do. Now, I already talked about our grid. Who is our neighbor? Our neighbor is anybody we encounter. My neighbor is anyone in need in my daily life who I have the opportunity to serve and share the gospel with. And why do we share? We share because we have experienced the love of Jesus and it has transformed us. You know, we live in a country that is turning its back on God's word, on God's moral law. We know that. We have a country that's putting human laws in place of God's laws. There are fields white on the harvest out there, and we know that. There are many hurting people. There are Many people on the road to hell. They're broken families. They're broken lives. Who is our neighbor? Well, Jesus told a story, and it's a story you're very familiar with, the story of the Good Samaritan. And uh, you had this poor man, this merchant, beat up and robbed and left lying on the side of the road, bloodied, bruised, and battered. And... Uh, Three people went by. The first person was the priest, the minister. And I can only guess what he was thinking as he went by. He was probably very busy. And uh, he didn't have time to stop. And he probably thought, well, the next person will do it. And the priest went by without stopping to help. Then you had the Levite come along. And uh, perhaps he thought that, whew, look at the mess he is. I've got my best clothes on. I, I really can't help him. And he went by without stopping. Then you had the third person who came by, a Samaritan. And many people hated the Samaritans. Uh, but the Samaritan came by he had empathy. He had empathy. He had love in his heart. And he stopped and he assisted that person. He gave of his time. He gave of his money. He gave of himself. And he assisted that person. That is authentic love. 
That is authentic love. And that, when we go out and minister, we have to have that authentic love. We have to be authentic Christians to be effective. The challenge is to love my neighbor as myself. My neighbor is anyone on my grid who is in need, who I have the opportunity to serve and share the good news with. And I'm going to share a reading. Uh, This is our guidebook. And in here, uh, there's quite good lessons on personal evangelism and how we can connect with people. And, uh, you know, Sherwood Global to Gideons would be happy to come and partner with this church and uh, to lead a morning session of training and then to go out with you and evangelize. We would be quite happy to do that. Uh, And Derek Mueller, who uh, put this together, these are his words that I'll read with you and I'll close with this. Jesus tells us a message through the story of the Good Samaritan that our neighbor is the one who is in need on our grid in our daily routine. The broken, the wounded, and the worried around us. If we don't consider those around us, we in fact do not love them as God leads us to love. When we're not only aware of the needy, but also willing to engage with love and mercy. That's when we are real neighbors. God sends us out to the lost to be part of his rescue team, actively responding to their needs and most of all giving hope through the gospel. We are God's vehicles to reveal and display his compassion. A true neighbor will find opportunities to not only help others, but also share the good news. We love because he first loved us. We love others because he said to love our neighbors as ourselves. My neighbor is the poor and the rich, the close and the far, the whole and the broken. My neighbor is the lost and foreign, the unloved and persecuted. My neighbor is in the next store, the next city, the next country. My neighbor is the child, the woman, the teen, the married, the single, the old, and the sick. My neighbors are those people on my grid with whom I have the opportunity to serve and share the gospel. The challenge is to love my neighbor as myself. My neighbor is anyone on my grid who is in need, who I have the opportunity to serve and share the good news with.